Welcome back to another season and episode of the Success Wheelands podcast. Today's guest is Rohana Olson. I had the incredible opportunity to meet and hang out with her at Creative at Heart round 10 last year at Winmock in North Carolina. I knew I had to have her onto the podcast when her and I got a chance to hang out. And I'm so excited that you get a chance to hear from her, hear her story, and talk about how to stay true to yourself and business when you feel like a failure. So a little bit about Rohana. She is fueled by equal parts strong coffee and French 75s. She spends her days capturing the kinds of images that convey distinctive emotion through intentional moments and create elevated images you'll treasure for a lifetime. She showcases your story and your love in an exceptional, gracious way. She believes in real moments, heartfelt conversations, love stories that grow stronger through the storms, and the kind of joy that can be found in the simplest of moments together. When she's not tearing up during the vows, you'll find her whipping up a new recipe in the kitchen, dancing to Sinatra with her husband, or snuggling with her little one. Hey y'all, thank you so much for joining season three of the Success Beyond Blends podcast. I am so excited about this season's topic. We are chatting about how your story helps you create a brand and business that aligns with your vision and values to attract clients you actually want to be working with. Now we have a range of guests coming onto the podcast this season to chat about the importance of your mission, vision, and values, how to utilize your brand story in a way that attracts your clients, and how to put it into action in your business. So grab your mug of coffee, a glass of water, your favorite pen and paper, and let's dive in. Welcome back to this episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm super excited to introduce to you all Rohana Olson of Rohana Olson Photography. Rohana, thanks so much for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about this. My name is Rohana Olson. I'm a wedding and portrait photographer based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, but I work in all destinations as well. Fun. Awesome. So Rohana and I met at Creative at Heart last year, and I absolutely loved her energy and just her personality. I was like, okay. It's like the last day of the the conference. I was like, okay, I need you to come onto my podcast because (laughs) everyone needs to learn from you because you're amazing. (laughs) And we just clicked, like immediately clicked right off the bat. It's yes. Been wonderful. Yes. Took us a while to get to recording, but you know. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it took us like an hour to get started recording this morning because we couldn't exactly. stop catching up. So it's been a good, it's been a good time. <laughs> but a very good time. It's been so much fun already. All right. So today we are chatting about how to stay true to yourself and business when you feel like a failure. I think this is something that everyone can relate to at one point or another. And I'm really excited to kind of hear your perspective on it and get your tips. Yeah, no, I think it's super important. And I think it's something that isn't really talked about a lot. You know, you're, you're hearing about other people's success in business and all of their wins. And you were really excited for those people and we're cheering them on and even cheering yourself on through all this stuff. And then sometimes mistakes happen or there are setbacks and no one talks about how do you pick yourself up from the bootstraps and keep on going, you know, especially if you don't have a super strong circle around you of supportive people, you know, you kind of have to lean back and keep on plugging. And so it's something that's near and dear to my heart because I have failed over and over again <laughs> and come back stronger each time. And it's kind of learning how do you navigate that? 
And it's not always the easiest thing in the world. I mean, I, I don't think anyone who's been in business longer than, I don't know, a couple of weeks has like, <laughs> has like not made a mistake. <laughs> right. You know, and I, and I think it's, it's a matter of figuring out how do you come from, come back from it? And I think one of the things, like you said, people don't talk about often enough is how do you come back from it and then let it go? Cause I think there's yes. a, there's, it's really hard to say, okay, Hey, I messed up. I'm going to make this, you know, I'm going to make this adjustment moving forward, but then you have to kind of like forgive yourself for the mistake yes. <laughs> and <laughs> move on. Yes. Yeah. And something that I always come back to is, and I'm a big Ernest Hemingway fan. Literature is my jam, but he has a quote that is courage is grace under pressure. And I truly live by that. And I live and breathe that it's on my wall in my office. I have it to, you know, resort back to and starting off with like my values in all situations. Like as long as I'm responding to anything along with my values and dealing with conflict with my values, and then also forgiving myself with my own values, right? You know, am I being honest and transparent through my communication? Do I have courage? Because it does take courage to run a business and a life that you love. And commitment. Am I showing up even when I don't want to? And am I dealing with other humans with as much compassion as I possibly can? And as long as I'm doing those four things and forgiving myself with those four things, I can bounce back. Definitely. I I think one of the things that we are quick to jump on is, especially as creatives, is that lack of compassion sometimes where it's very quick to judge someone based off of budget or you know, questioning a contract or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, where we're like, well, they just don't understand or like, right. You know, I don't understand why they're questioning things. <laughs> but I think if we approached it from like a compassionate place, we can say, okay, well I can educate them. And this is why this is important. Or this is why we're changing this. Well, and I think part of it is, is as you know, especially in photographers and the wedding industry, for example, people are paying a large sum of money. Right. They probably haven't paid these large sums of money before in their lives. They maybe don't understand why your contract is the way it is. And even recently, I had a situation where someone had a lot of questions about my contract. And I do have quite a long contract. And I wasn't sure. You know, immediately in my head, I was like, well, it's just my contract. You sign it. Right. Wait a second. Like, nope, let's go over. And so I jumped on a quick call. Because sometimes a call can go so much farther than an email because you can hear intonation in people's voices and you can really kind of understand the heart behind their questions. And so we jumped on a quick call and we went line by line through my whole contract. And she was like, wow, you know, she's somebody who is also in the wedding industry as a baker. I don't know if that's the technology, but they make wedding cakes. And she was like, I don't, I didn't, wouldn't have even thought of some of these things to have in a contract. And so it's just an education piece and it's taking that ego portion out of our mm-hmm. responses and like meeting them with compassion. And honestly, I think everybody should go line by line through their contracts at least once to understand why do you have it? Do you still mm-hmm. need it? And and then be able to answer the questions if they ask you, why is this in here? To be able to explain either there is a situation or this is what has happened in the past or something right. just so that you you know why it's there and you should read these things and go through them with your clients and I mean, that's just like a small situation in not being so defensive. Right, right. <laughs> As a business owner, because it's our baby. Like our businesses are, are seem like our children half the time. And yeah, definitely. You put so much heart and soul into it that it's easy to get defensive and upset and annoyed. Yeah, for sure. So talk me through a time when something 
bad, <laughs> quote unquote, happened in the business where it was a failure on on your end, and then we had you had to make the recovery process. How did what did that process look like for you? If it was client facing, and then internally, yeah, I had a situation with a couple. They were very very sweet. The booking process was quite quick between when they were getting married and when they booked me. I mean, within like a couple of weeks. And they were absolutely wonderful people, but we had some miscommunication on expectations of images and what my scope of work is. And so I didn't lay that out ahead of time. We had photographed the wedding. They're beautiful people. They were not happy with my editing. She didn't like the way she looked in her images. She wasn't very, you know, didn't feel like their images reflected how they look in person. Crushed me crushed me to pieces. Cause I was like, I worked so hard on these and they're beautiful. And I had, I, I think I bawled my eyes out for like a good two days being right. like, but why don't they like these? They're stunning. And they're a stunning couple. And everybody thinks that they're pretty and they are pretty and <laughs> got pretty upset emotionally. And so I had to take a step back and be like, okay, so between when I booked them and now, what was my communication? What did we talk about? Did, did I set strong expectations in the first place? You know, and I gave myself like two days from their initial response from receiving their gallery to kind of wallow in self-pity <laughs> and then start to look at what I could have done differently. And so I, you know, I reviewed and I, I don't think I set strong client expectations. And I think that when, like, when you focus on serving your client well, and you stay true to yourself and your values you know, it's, and it's not so much about what the actual problem was in resolving client, like conflict. I think it's how you get through it and what you do after the fact. Yes. You know? And so I, with my tail tucked, jumped on a call with them and found out like, okay, what are you unhappy about? What can I do to make this better? How can we come up with a resolution? And we did, we did have a resolution. I went in and did a lot more Photoshop than I've ever done in my life. Just I picked, I was like, choose 50 images because that's quite a bit. And I, I, you know, some people might say, come back with five or come back with 10, but I felt like really serving this couple well to make sure that we would come out with a positive end result. So we did that. We worked through that together. I knew what their concerns were, what their fears were, what they didn't like. And in hindsight, I probably should have reviewed that. I am not going to retouch you like you're going to see in a magazine, but I didn't have an expectation. So I learned in the future, like now I review and I'm very honest with people about how I edit and what things are going to look like in the end and sending full galleries, which, you know, I think that almost helps it now because I can set that expectation ahead of time where I didn't do that before, you know, and they were, I can't say that they're going to be raving clients for my future, but we at least, they were at least happy with their end product. And for me, it was learning like, Hey, I need to vet my clients a little bit better, not just take everything that's coming at me. But then also know like this is how I'm setting that client expectation in the future. And truly, like, was it a failure? I don't know. I kind of come up with my own definition of a failure, which is a failure is an opportunity to learn from what has happened, review my processes and systems, and move forward to the next thing. And I believe that failure has to happen in order to find our success. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I need that on a quote card. <laughs> like that's that's because that's exactly how I feel. You know, like the biggest you know, quote unquote failures I've had in this business have only propelled me forward to the next success because you mm-hmm. learn from them and you can't 
you can't grow without stumbling. You can't grow without making mistakes because if you're not making mistakes, then you're not trying anything new. And if you're not trying anything new, you're probably not growing very well. well. Exactly. And I think part of it too, is when you're going through that, like when you're in the muck of it, I have found that writing down exactly what is making me feel like a failure and then poking at those, those holes, like, and writing out in those statements, like what is actually true Yes, not true. And what is the narrative that I'm making up in my head because I'm just spinning my wheels? Right. I know one thing that I have really bad anxiety. And one of the things that my therapist and I have worked through is when I start spiraling, because I spiral about client issues. um, She's like, okay, when you feel yourself start spiraling, you need to ask yourself, like, is this true? Mm -hmm. Like, is what you're telling yourself actually the truth? And what are the facts to back that up? Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and if you're sitting here spinning like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to make them happy. They're going to hate me forever. They're going to write this terrible <laughs> review. They're going to tell all, my fr- all their friends never to hire me because I'm the worst photographer in the whole world. Like it starts this, this terrible thing. And you're like, okay, is this true? <laughs> Do you have the facts to back it up? And if the mm-hmm. answers to both of those are no, <laughs> right. Then, you know, like you said, start writing down, okay, what's the truth? What are the facts? How can I fix it moving forward? Well, I found for me writing it down, because I also suffer from anxiety and have for so many years, but I found if I like try to do what is true in my head, I will just keep spiraling. So if I write it down and I physically will cross it out, like I'll cross like, this is not true. This is why this is not true. Or this is true. And this is why this is true. And then from there, it's almost like you build out. Okay. So once you've written all that down, you can start processing and seeing if there's holes in your communication or holes in your business. And if there aren't, just pack that away or crumple it up on a piece of paper and throw it in the trash. Cause you know, none of it, it was all a bunch of lies that your head made up. Right. Yep. And, and I think once you determine, okay, where's the gaps, where are the holes? Cause we all have them, we you know, it, and what normally <laughs> happens, or at least this has been my experience over the last like nine months. It's like, we have this growth period. And when you have a growth period, you're like, oh, that system is duct taped together. (laughs) Right. It's so true. And then, but you can build it out to be stronger. And something that I do, and even that building out process is, so I have like a client love box and it's, I love this. It's like a legit little shoe box that I put tissue paper on. So it doesn't say Nike across the top of it. But I keep, so like if I get a, like a very sweet email from a client, I have a save folder on my inbox, but I print it out. Like I print it out physically on a piece of paper and put it in this like love box. Or I have all of the invitations that I've gotten sent to weddings from clients. I save all of those. I save the, save the dates. I save all the thank you cards and I save all of those little pieces or same with like a text message. So say you send a gallery and they like, you get this like raving review text message. I will screenshot that, airdrop it to my laptop to then print through my printer so I can print it out and put it in this box because seeing something on a computer screen is one way to be like, okay, I'm doing a good job. But actually being able to hold a tangible piece of paper and read the words is a different feeling. And so like I have this box for the days that I feel like the worst photographer on the planet. Because then I can go back to it and be like, but no, like I haven't been. And here's a box of proof of that. And I mean, maybe... Like I love saving like the save the dates and the invitations because then it's just reminding that you had people that hired you because they love your work and they love what you do and like look what you've produced for these people. Yeah. And it's been a huge help. And I think everybody should do that. And I know people talk about doing it on their computer or their email, 
Um, but I just think there's something really special about having it printed out and being able to hold something tangible and to see it. I really love that idea of like taking it a step further. Cause I have like, I call it my happy notes folder in mm-hmm. Gmail. Um, and I do the same thing with a couple of the, my clients that, that I manage, like they have a happy notes folder in their Google drive that they can go to. But I really love the idea of, of having like that physical tangible piece to, to kind of like sit down and visit with when, when you are having a bad day, cause Lord knows we all, we all have them. We all have them. Like I had to write an email to my clients and my team last week. Cause I was just like, checked out of my business. We had, <laughs> we had a lot of stuff happen in the month of February y'all in my life. So I was just like, okay, we're just checking out here. So like, oh, I said, yeah, I sent out an email. I was like, look, I so appreciate everyone's like grace and patience this week. I just wanted you to know, like really appreciate you. These are the things we're doing, you know, moving forward to kind of make up for this lost time. And everyone has been super, super gracious. But I think like you said, coming forward with it and saying like, Hey, I know things haven't been awesome. I know I've kind of dropped the ball here. Here's what we're going to do to make, make the difference moving forward. Well, and I think you have to own it. And I think that's a huge part of running a honest business is owning it and is owning up to your, your mistakes. Um, and I think that's huge. And then also having friendships that you can lean and fall back on. And having people to bounce back ideas or get input that you have in your close circle that you know are going to be supporting you and loving you through the mistakes that you might make or the tough times in your business. Because we're all going to have it. And it might not just be a day. It might be a season. You might have a season where you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Do I want to throw in the towel? Maybe I do. And having those people to like lean on through that. is really important. Community is so, so important. Yeah. Are you needing to grow and strategize your business, but you have no idea where to start? You don't know if it's marketing that you need, systems, if you need a virtual assistant, do you feel like you're just kind of spiraling out of control with no idea which way is up and which way is down? I'm so excited because in this quarter, I'm doing 30-day consultation packages where you and I jump on a kickoff call to align your priorities with what we're going to be working on for 30 days. Whether it is getting your systems in in check, getting your marketing strategy super dialed in, or some other aspect of your business, this consultation package allows us to tackle it all so that you can focus on the items that are actually going to move your business forward. Check out our show notes for the link to jump on a free 15-minute call with me to see if this program is a good fit for you. So when you've made a mistake, you've already, you know, you've already said you you own it, you fix it, and then you move forward. So tell me what are some things like you you had that contract issue. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that you found like were gaps in the business and what were the steps you made to to kind of prevent those gaps from happening again? I think some of the biggest things is I I went from being like an over communicator to then I kind of under communicated. And so now I'm back to over communicating because I'd rather give them all of the information and kind of prep through. So like now there's, you know, we we even my booking process has there's a lot more touch points now. So like you fill out the contact form 
And then you get an email, you get a link to a questionnaire. We go through the questionnaire together. We jump on a call together. Then I create a custom proposal. Then we jump on another call and review the custom proposal, set the expectations. And then upon booking, you know, for a long time, I was sending out bridal guides or couples guides. And then I did a survey and no one was opening them or reading them. Like they thought they were cool, but it was just like one more piece. So now it's like an email sequence over the course of like six months typically. And then, and I set it so like, I set it to go automatically and I'm sure there's a way to automate it, but like, I haven't figured out how to automate it. If you're booking me three months before your wedding or six months or 12 months, right. or 18 months, but I kind of just map that out and send it. And then they're getting all this information. I can see if they've read it. And then we have more touch points and review calls ahead of time so that there is no question that probably has not been answered between when you book me and when I photograph your wedding. And then coming up with like an offboarding process too. And here are your images. Here's how you view them. Here's how you download them. Here's how you can use them. If you want to set up a call, here's my calendar to review. How do you want to print stuff? Do you want an album? So that now there's no missed communication between A to Z. And it's fully covered. And if you don't like it, you can just throw me in a folder. But you're still going to get the information. Still going to have it to review it. And then... That has changed my process tenfold. It was a lot of work set it up. I'll be straight up honest. I was like, well, this yeah. sucks, but it's been worth it. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff. I feel like as business owners, there's so many things that we don't want to do that if you just sit down and do it, you're going to feel so much better. Like get the tasks done that you don't want to do right away. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. Um, I mean, if any, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening for any amount of time, you know that I'm a systems like junkie. I love systems. I highly recommend putting systems in place, but it is, it is a beast to set up. I mean, it's half of our business is what we do (laughs) because people hate doing it. Hate doing it. (laughs) Well, it's one of those things too, that I think it's like when you're going through these like tough moments and these tough phases or dealing with conflicts and situations where you feel bad, I think you also have to curate what you listen to and like what you hear. And just like as photographers, we curate our galleries, take some time to curate your business and what you intake. What podcasts are you listening to? What do you see on social media? What articles are you reading? Like curate what's coming in because you need positivity and you need pieces of information that are going to fill your bucket instead of take away from your bucket. And when you're in the midst of conflict or anything where you feel like a failure, taking in stuff that makes you feel worse is not going to help your situation. (laughs) Right. Well, and in taking in just noise, you know, like I, we feel like we have to constantly be in this like business development, like phase or personal development Mm -hmm. phase. I'm like, "Uh, no, thanks. No, (laughs) Can I not? (laughs) I don't need more noise right now. (laughs) No. And maybe it means that you go read a book. Like a yes. fiction book, not yes. just a business book. And I am the, I am the queen, like self-help, personal development, business development. I have bookshelves and bookshelves of it. And I have like a tiny little bookshelf of fiction. And I have to force myself to read that, to just get away from the noise. Cause sometimes like, I mean, I'm not a huge binge watcher. I like to here and there, but it's like more screen time. And so I need to like pull myself away and right. go do a hobby or go do something totally different. And I also like to focus on the fact that you know, as business owners, mistakes are bound to happen and disappointment from clients is going to happen. And it's important how we grow and change from it and to focus on the impact that you have on people. Like as a photographer, focus on the fact that, you know, maybe this one piece didn't go so well, but I've just given them tangible imagery that they're going to have for generations to come that focuses on the love in that photo, whether it's a family photograph or you're capturing a senior or you're capturing a wedding day. Like our job is to deliver 
the tangibles for generations to come and for generations to love and appreciate. And if you can just focus on that impact, like even though this one piece might not have gone the way you wanted it to, you have an incredible impact that's going to last. So focusing on that through all of it and being honest and kind and genuine in your communications will go tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest shifts that happened with me in my business was when I started doing that shift, like focusing on the positive. I think it's very, very easy to get caught in like the tornado of turmoil Yes, (laughs) when a mistake happens. You know, we're like, oh my gosh, have you ever seen the, have you seen the TikTok where it's like, I have anxiety and depression. Like, have you seen that one? Yes. Or like the racking one where it's it's like the whole list of it all. Yes. You know, it's easy to get caught in those like warring emotions and like all of that stuff. But if you take time to like you said, even write down the positives, like make it more tangible and say, okay, today I created this incredible experience for our family, or I captured this incredible wedding, or there was a moment in the wedding that was like, no one was really paying attention to, but it's going to mean a lot to them in the album. You know, those things, you focusing on the, the positive impact you're making, not the one mistake that you may have made. Right. Well, there's a quote out there that it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan by Eleanor Roosevelt. And I think that's so true. Yeah, definitely. Instead of wishing this away or wishing it would just disappear or wishing it never would have happened, just plan for it. Right. And, and plan your solutions. Like I think one of the things that I was able to bring into my businesses in my past nine to five career, I dealt with a lot of like conflict. Like I was, I was really good at diffusing conflict. And so And part of that for me was always listening with empathy. And I'm a very empathetic person in general. Like it's part of my personality, but leading with empathy and leading with compassion can just, it changes communications. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to take ego out of it. I think all of us have experienced moments when we just want our ego to be like, (laughs) (laughs) at people, but you have to like take those steps back. And that's why you lean on your friendships and the positivity that you've got and what you're listening to and what you're intaking. And things that past clients have told you and like, hold on to those love notes. There's just something so powerful about that or reach out to past clients. Like if you have relationships with them, I mean, I have one of my first brides that I ever photographed, which I love her dearly. She loves her images. I'm so glad she loves her images to this day. (laughs) (laughs) But she's been a great one because I'll come back to her. And I've been, I mean, we've become very, very near and dear friends over the years. And I'll come back and explain situations and be like, what do I do? And she's like, they're still going to love you. She's like, you just have to fix it you, or like find a solution. She's like, but you know, people are just going to fall in love with you and they hired you more for you than they did. Like, yes, you take beautiful photos, but it's how you go about your, your right. it's the experience, it's the experience. Yeah. She's like, so as long as you can keep leading with that, she's like, they're going to come back around. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. All right. So if you were to give one tip, for someone who has made a mistake today, what would it be on how to recover from that mistake? I would say, first of all, give yourself some grace. Like that is the first thing. Take a breath, maybe step away from the situation, give yourself some space. I would say then come back and write down all of your emotions and mark off like what is true and what is not true. Those would be like the first two steps. Start to formulate in your head what a solution could be. Maybe come up with like two or three possibilities. And then go find some positive love notes, go do something to fill your love bucket, 
so that you feel better when you go back and talk to this person. And then I would say start to map out the conversation, like whether it's you need to have a phone call or send an email or set up like a Zoom call. I would say come back within like 24 to 48 hours because you don't want to let something sit and fester. Right. But at least kind of outline, okay, so I'm going to go back and talk to this person. I'm going to hear what they're upset about or like what was going on. And then I'm going to listen to that. I have these similar like outlines of solutions. And then with kindness and grace, go back and have those conversations after you've had the time to wallow in self-pity, <laughs> look at past love notes, see that you're still an incredible, amazing human being, and then go back. But you have to give yourself a little bit of time. You have to yeah. like get some perspective on the situation away yeah. from it. You need perspective and you need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like not let your ego be the one to respond because that is going to get you in trouble like nine times out of 10. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just keep, just remember courage is grace under pressure. Yes. I love that. Awesome. Well, I always like to wrap up our interviews with the same three questions. So the first one is what is your favorite business tool? That's a really good question. <laughs> favorite business tool. Uh, let's see here. I'm thinking for a quick minute. Um, probably, probably either HoneyBook or QuickBooks. There you go. I like it. We know I, I'm a big fan of HoneyBook. Yes. I love HoneyBook <laughs> and I love QuickBooks because I love being able to log in and see where I'm at pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate that. All right. And then you kind of, you already, you beat me to it. My next question is always like, what's your favorite quote? But you kind of beat me to it already. Yep. Courage is grace under pressure. Or a yeah. way. I love that one. I really love that one. Um, all right. So you and I are going to go grab some coffee in the Twin Cities. Yes. So yes where we are. are we going and what are we having? Oh man. If it, help, if it helps, I've already been to Caribou Coffee. Oh no, no. In I'm Minneapolis. Car- I am not a Caribou girl. <laughs> really? No. I've only um, been to one, so I can't say. Let's see here. Probably Spy House Coffee in Minneapolis. They have the best coffee. And I mean, I really like an old fashioned latte with oat milk. There you go. Okay. Like I'm pretty, pretty old fashioned in that respect. Like I love my espresso. I love a little oat milk. Makes me happy, but we're probably sitting at Spy House Coffee, looking out, watching cars go by and having heartful conversations. Or that you can have a me. lavender latte. You know, I there's a coffee house here in town that they have lavender lattes and I haven't been brave enough to try it. So I may just have to... It is relaxation in a cup. <laughs> okay. That is not one I need to have in the morning. <laughs> no, do not have that in the morning or I'll like to- right before lunch because I can't have coffee after like 2 p.m. Oh, uh, I can... I can drink coffee up to like 9 p.m. and go to sleep. I used to be able to do that and I cannot anymore. Now I, have I still can. And I'm just like, what is happening to me? <laughs> I still can. So I'm I'm holding on to that for as long as I can. Yes. Yes. Have an extra cup of coffee for me. I absolutely will. Yes. Today was like <laughs> two coffee day. So yes. I'm like, and it was like a large at the first coffee shop. And then I went through the Starbucks drive through and got a venti. I'm like, this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I thank would you. love, um, I'd love our audience to hang out with you too. So can you tell yes. us, um, you know, where to, where to go to do so? I am on Instagram at Rohana Olson and I'm on Facebook at Rohana Olson and Pinterest at Rohana Olson, but I love sliding into my DMs. I love having conversations. I'm there probably way too much in a day. So <laughs> And she has a podcast coming out later this year. Yes, so be, on the, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for that. <laughs>
that one's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you like how I slid that in there? It's like, oh, there. This, this is happening. This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will catch you all next week. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.